Welcome to episode number 108 of Take Him With You for February 27th, 2011. This week on the on the program, the iPad 2. Amy's recent visit to the Garden Show in Seattle. Netflix getting some really cool news for all of us science fiction lovers. New DVR and a contest. All that and more. And today's big subject, the future of faith. Where are we headed in the world regarding faith? Your comments and our comments coming Do you recognize that song? Um, no, and I'm not sure if I like it or not. Who Who's it by? Um, well, it's by Black Sheep, and I don't recommend them. But it's the it's the music for the commercial of the of the the wrapping hamsters. Wrapping hamsters. The Kia commercial. I just love that commercial. You know where all the the hamsters have the the Kia, and they're they're doing all this stuff, and they show all the different people in the hood. And they're all hamsters okay. and stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. You, you, you don't know, remember that? I think I do kind of vaguely remember seeing hamsters driving in a car. It's yeah. absolutely hilarious. Okay. Don't you think? Each to his own. It's, well, I actually went, I was going to see if that it was an actually good, good song. And I went and uh, it's not that good of a song. It's not very nice. But for the commercial part, they edited it. Uh, and so I just love it when you can deal with this or you can deal with that. It kind of reminds me of um, computer class in, in high school when we learned basic programming. Huh? And Well, when we learned basic programming in computer class in high school, we did if-then statements. Remember those making flowcharts? Maybe this I, is I true. feel a parody coming on. If this is true, then this happens. And it's a good um, child training technique, too, to explain to your children, you have a choice in life, but if you do this, then this will happen. Okay. Do da-dippity. I don't Come know on. about that. Anyway, <laughs> there are choices in life, and there are consequences to the choices you make. You can deal with this, or, or you, you can, can deal, deal with, with that. that. <laughs> okay. Dippity. <laughs> well, we've had a snowy week here at the Moyers' oh, house. Lots of ice and lots of snow, which is unlike our area. We yeah. usually have a pretty moderate climate, not very hot usually and not very cold usually. Yeah. But this week we've got down into the teens. Oh, my. And it's been cold. It has. Yeah, I was supposed to do some yard work for a client on Friday. Oh, and I said to her, um, is it okay if I put that off since I would have to dig down through ice, like s- six inches of snow and ice to get find the weeds? <laughs> she goes, "Oh yeah, no hurry." <laughs> yeah, it was it was just crazy though. Yeah, well we you know we've had some nicer weather, I guess you call it. So the daffodils are starting to come up. I've got crocuses blooming and tulips are poking through the ground, and now they're covered in snow. Fun. Yeah, but you know it happens. We've had snow as late as April before, but 
usually it doesn't stay around very long and already about half of our snows melted the roads are already pretty clear so we're glad about that yeah you uh spent all day um yesterday at the uh garden show in seattle well that and five hours of driving but yes it was wonderful it was amazing okay amazing amazing you sound passionate about flowers i am very passionate about flowers it it's like my my lone hobby these days i used to scrapbook and do art things but nowadays i pretty much just do a little gardening mostly for other people i enjoy when i get to do a little bit so tell us a little bit about this garden show well um where was it held? It was held in the Seattle Convention Center. So it's just, you know, it's it's kind of downtown Seattle, really. We had to park in this really high-rise parking garage. And um, then part of the convention center is on one side of this busy road and parts on the other side. And then it has this big kind of overpass with a, a big sky dome. Okay. All of glass. And... Um, there's, so there's like a, a Costco-size, warehouse-size building on one side, and then another warehouse-size building on the other side with this big overpass, um, the glassed-in kind of real cool thing. And, okay. and it's, it was full of vendors selling everything from garden gates to whirly-majig things that... Whirly-majig? I, I, I made a video on my phone and I don't know how to get it off my phone but if I could we can maybe put it on our anyway things like out of um, cool colored glass and shaped metal that spun around with the wind they were a little out of my budget um, but if we could afford one you would have really liked one really my favorite one was (laughs) $8,500 how much? $8,500 for a whirly majig that you put out in your yard to see the wind move it, you know? We won't but, probably be getting that. No, probably not. I don't know very many people who, you know, can spend an extra $8,500 on a worldly majig. Okay. But they had every kind of orchid that you could imagine. I love orchids. They had um, all kinds of dahlias that you could buy that, you know, when spring comes around, you'll be planting those and... And all kinds of different things. And they had um, gardens that were set up. They had a storybook theme. So they had an Alice in Wonderland garden and a Three Little Pigs garden and a Jungle Book garden. And um, That's where they really get to the root of their stuff, right? Anyway, yeah. But, I mean, they brought in whole trees. I mean, big, huge trees. How and, do you and, transport a tree? You know, I we were trying to wonder <coughs> how they got these giant trees in there. They were big, like 30 feet around. And how did they get those in the, I don't know. But anyway, it was pretty Well, whatever amazing. they did, I'm sure they branched out into new technology to do it. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, you know, gardening for the most part isn't super high tech. So it's more my thing than your thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was pretty amazing to see all the different kinds of flowers that they had there and, um, yeah, it was just really neat. I'm glad I went, and I, I went with three other ladies um, from the Twin Harbors down here in so- southwest Washington. And 
I, I said, oh, we kind of have our own little miniature garden club. And we got to visit on the way there and the way back. And well, I'm glad you really blossomed today. And... <laughs> you missed me, though. You're in full bloom, aren't you? You missed me. I know you did. Sure. Jade missed me. She went crazy when I got home. She goes crazy when we go outside for two minutes and come back in. Yeah, she does. She's sleeping, though, quietly on the couch. Well, that's good. She podcast. needs to sleep, little turkey dog. <laughs> yeah, she... She gets pretty excited. Yes, she does. Yeah, I have a little piece of a chewed up duck. She had a little a, a real an- duck. No, a stuffed animal duck. I and was going to say she's not that quackers. There's like one eye and half a beak left. <laughs> she's really chewed it up. She likes to so, chew on things. But so far, she's been really good, and she's only chewed up her things. I did catch her with Andrew's shoe in her mouth one day, and I said, Jade. And she, oh, (laughs) she knows, she knows, she does chew up her things though quite well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So are you done talking about your garden show now? I guess. Good. Can I talk about something? It was really hard though, because I wanted to buy everything, but I only spent $5 on the stuff there and then I have lunch. Cool. So I behaved myself, but oh, it could have been tempting to spend a lot of money there. Yeah. Yeah, but I like me at the like at the Apple Store, I would be tempted. Yeah, I use self control though. Do you know that something cool is happening? What's happening? They're coming out with the very thing that you said. You know, you really should wait till they come out with the second one. Oh, the iPad thingy. It's, yeah. Yeah, but we need a new lawnmower more. I hate to say it. Well, we're but you can get... tell me. You can tell me what it is, and and I'll wipe the drool from your face. The eye drool. It's the, the eye, eye drool. drool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the new iPad too is rumored. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure because they're going to be presenting it soon. Uh, it's rumored to be thinner than the original iPad. Mm-hmm. Bigger speakers. Mm-hmm. An SD card slot. Okay, and that that's... the other one didn't have. And and how <coughs> about does it have and a what? camera? A camera. Yeah. And how about, does it have any way to interface with your computer or like a CD or anything? Or, or it's a, got an SD slot. An SD slot. So you can put in like one of those a little... A memory card. Okay, but how about those little tiny keychain <laughs> card thingies that you... You mean a in? jump drive? That's it, yeah. No, it's, it doesn't have a jump drive. It okay. has an SD slot, which is similar. Hmm. Like you put in the cameras, like we put yeah. in our cameras, yeah. Yeah, but... So that's really cool. That's really great. So if... And then if you want to download something off your computer, you just do it wirelessly? Yeah. Or it has a... Does it have a place you can sync to your computer? It's like just you like an iPod, but it's okay. an iPad. It's bigger. It's just a lot more expensive. That's did you deal. see the funny little thing that I put up, posted up that I saw yes, from my friend? I did. I po- I don't think I reposted it, but I did watch the video. One of our friends posted that, and I posted it after they did because I thought it was so mm-hmm. funny. It, it was either Tim or Rico or Kenny so, or somebody. So if people haven't watched your video on Facebook, go check out Rick Moyer it. on Facebook. And it was basically the new iPad with a bigger screen. Well, the bigger screen was the size of like a living a big room screen TV. TV. It was hilarious. And anyway, it was a it was a spoof, but it, it was, was really spoof, funny. But, and it and it showed how it could be a cutting board and it could be a yeah, it was um, funny. A lot of different things. It was it funny. Was well, really anyway, iPad. Tray. Coming out new and improved. Not sure what the price is going to be on it. Hopefully, it's the same. Yeah, we'll see. It won't be lower, unfortunately. Well, because and that's the only thing that I 
you know, if it, if it was a lot cheaper, I'd be out saying, oh, yeah, let's go get one for you. The only thing is, is it's still a lot of money. Well, it's at least, it's probably going to be, for what I want, it's going to be about 700 bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And, but it would take the place of my netbook, and I could type and do but, all my stuff right on that. But you have a iPad. netbook. I know. So you really don't need an iPad. Well, iPad's cooler yeah. than a netbook. That's just what I'm saying. Oh, I know. It never ends. If you have a technically addicted um, spouse, not it just addicted. never ends. I'm not addicted. Uh-huh. I'm not addicted. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not, not addicted. addicted to playing Words with Friends. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I can admit it. So why can't you Thanks admit it? Thanks a lot, it? Tim, for buying that game for me. And now my <laughs> wife won't even talk to me. She just plays Words with Friends. No, I hand you yours and say, play Scrabble with me. might as well be silence at home, Words with Friends. <laughs> No I, words with your people that you live with, but well, words with your friends. Most of the time. You're even I playing with guys that don't play with me. Well, I didn't know that. What's what, up with that? When, one thing that was funny is we have a friend in, in California that that um, you play with and we're good friends with. Don't so. you play with Kenny? Yeah, I did, but I, I typed his name in wrong. And is that a, have... Wait, wait, wait. Now the cat stopped. Wait, no. wait. Okay, this is our cat, Stripey. He didn't... I've never heard him meow before until he got sick. And then we took him to the vet. We bring him back. And now... He found he, his voice. He play, He found his voice. And he plays with a straw. Like yes. a drinking straw. Not a straight one. A bendy a one. Has to be a bendy one. one. And he... For hours, he'll lie on the floor... Bat the thing around and make this horrible meowing sound <laughs> in the middle of the night. We think, like, is he ill or something? And we come out, he's playing with a straw. Yeah, we thought he was, like, hurt, and he's yeah, not. no. So that, you just got to hear right on the podcast, our oh, cat playing with a straw. Maybe. Okay, now where I'll were we? picked up. Oh, okay, um, okay. So you I'll think, say, you think okay, it's Kenny so, from California, our, our yeah, good friend. Yeah, but you have two friends on the sci-fi forum that have similar names. Well, they're not similar. Well, they have... There's both, they both have geeky geek. fanboy, which is Kenny. Uh huh. And then there's Trekkie geek, which is my friend Tim from England. Is it okay if you tell their names on here? Why not? Okay. So anyway, I was gonna say, but anyway, I so I thought Kenny was Trekkie geek, and so I typed so that in and I started a game with, with Trekkie geek. And, and I don't even get to play with Tim. I'm like, what's up with that? <laughs> and so I'm playing, and I think I'm playing with Kenny, and then I find out I'm playing with Tim. So, Tim, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm glad I'm playing with you because it's freaking my husband out that I'm actually playing with someone he's not playing with and, and that you're actually I playing with it never, me. It didn't freak me out. It you're freaked playing you with out. me, and, and you're not playing with him. And This is sounding, like, really strange. <laughs> But anyway, okay, that's enough. It was an honest mistake, but it's fine. You like Tim too. Yeah, Tim's He's awesome. A nice He's guy. very cool. But I need to have more girlfriends that play. So play if you're a girl listening friends. to our podcast and you have an iPod, I think I only have one friend that lives in Arizona that plays with me. That's a girl. Who's that? I'm Tiffany. Tiffany doesn't live in Arizona. Yeah, the Tiffany I'm talking about does. Oh, that Tiffany. That Tiffany. But don't you play with the other Tiffany, too? I don't think she's on here. Yeah, she is. I play all the time. Oh, well, you'll have to give me her, her um, online name. Tiffany so can... from the Seattle area, our okay. friend. Okay. Well, you'll have to give me her online name so I can search for it. Okay. Okay. Then I'll have two So that Tiffany's would mean I would be playing with girls. someone you're not playing with. Yeah. And I didn't know that. But I play like 50,000 games at a time. Yeah. I actually, in between my recording. I actually 
Pete, one of um, your good friends from, our good friends from, um, who will remain nameless because I'm going to be nice. Who? From, um. From where? Australia. You beat? I beat him. No. I did. No. I did. No. I did. He just beat me by three points. Yeah. But maybe he was being nice to me because it was like Can't the believe first we're sitting, game. We're having I this big discussion about words with friends and people are like, what the heck? <laughs> what are they talking about this for? It's okay. like Scrabble if you haven't listened to before. I grew up playing Listen Scrabble because my grandparents. Scrabble with everybody and their dog from everywhere. Yeah. If they have an iPod. Or an yeah. Android now. So for, for the Android. Yeah, now But it's so all buggy. It doesn't work real well. It doesn't work real well. No, You've tried like it. it on your phone. Cause yeah, you it doesn't work very well. Yeah. It's, it hasn't worked more than it's worked. If yeah. that makes sense. Well, anyway. Okay, I have one more cool thing to talk about okay. before we get into our subject for the day. Mm-hmm. And that is Netflix just inked a deal with CBS. And what does that mean to you? That means that they are going to now stream every Star Trek series. And are you happy about this? <sighs> what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely. That means that any wireless device in our home can get every Star Trek program ever made. So does that mean that you'll stop taping all the Star Trek episodes that come on TV onto our DVR and load up the DVR so that there's 99% Star Trek on it? No. Because we have a new DVR in the bedroom which holds 100 some hours of or 200 hours of programming and because we don't have an HD TV in there it holds hundreds of hours and like i just you know what i did i don't know if you noticed this but i set it to record any star trek ever that comes on ever thanks you're welcome i'm saying that sarcastically by the way no you're not you love star trek just as much uh, as I. no i don't think very many people love star trek as much as you do i tolerate star trek i like the new episodes of star trek which they haven't made any for tv in like <coughs> 10 years well, not 10. I guess Voyager was... Not Voyager. Um, Enterprise was, what, five years ago, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Six years ago. But I I'm enjoyed, not sure. I enjoyed the last movie that they made for Star Trek. Yeah, but... there's another one coming out, so that'll be cool. And and I enjoy seeing them for the first time. Maybe not by the 10th time. Mm-hmm. But the first, first or second times are okay. Because I love you. But after that, I kind of roll over and go to sleep. Say goodnight, dear. And I usually end up not. I already know all the plots to everything, so. Yeah, so do I. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So, what's our subject today? Well, we're going to be talking about the future of faith. It'll be an interesting topic. I asked this a couple of questions on Facebook. Um, I think just on Facebook. I'm not sure if I did Twitter or not. And we got some really fascinating responses to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're, but before we do that, we have something kind of fun. We're going to um, do a little contest. Mm. We have um, purchased a copy of the Message Bible on um, on uh, CD, uh, MP3s, the entire Bible. That I you was can listen to. I'm excited about because I thought you got those from me. But why would I buy you two Bibles? <laughs> you already have them. Oh, I guess. Well, anyway, we're we're going to give away a CD 
uh, the complete, actually it's, it's a few CDs, all the MP3s of the Message Bible later on in the program. So keep listening and you could be the winner. So they're MP3s so people can download them onto their computer. Right onto their iPod, yeah. And put them on their iPod. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or Some cars even MP3. play the MP3s. Oh, as the, as the CD MP3s? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's true, it's true. So you put them on a flash drive or whatever and do something like that. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, What else do I have? I can't remember. I think that's everything. And, of course, we always have fun music. So that'll be cool. So stick around. is correct please don't ask me to tell you the title i am horrible that song is called titles. the return okay this is the, that's the celebratory it. song i don't go into any details oh. if people haven't listened to it i don't want to spoil it for them okay. but that was uh that was part of the song called the return off the mw orbit album which you can find on uh, itunes mm-hmm. if you look up mw orbit or rick moyer or you can get on amazon or rhapsody or LimeWire or wherever you wherever fine mp3s are sold mm-hmm. plus you can go to the mw-orbit.com for more details on how you can get your copy cool huh yeah guess what what we have some really cool friends doing some new podcasts okay if did you ever watch mash when you were a kid um, yeah, I watched it a lot with my dad, actually. Yeah, I didn't like it when I was a kid, but I really, really liked it as an adult, yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there is some, oh, you know, questionable things, but oh, I think, I think funny. one thing that 
it was kind of a bunch of moral plays, kind of like Star Trek, but in North Korea. I guess. But anyway, our friends Meds, uh, Mm -hmm. our friend Meds and Al, um, Meds is from the Waffle On podcast. Al is from the Tales of the Mouse House and Fast Forward, the the new um, podcast on the Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Him and Joyce do that. You're not paying any attention. Oh, I'm. And then I'm our trying friend... to find the the questions on Facebook while you're okay. Doing this. Well, okay. Well, pay attention. You can always look for those later. Okay. And then Kenny from California, our friend that does the Knights of the Guild podcast, and has done all sorts of different stuff with us, and he's done mm-hmm. all sorts of cool things. And he is also doing the program, and I have their brand new promo. Uh, I think their third episode is coming out soon, and I thought I would play the promo for it. What do you think? Okay. So here we go. Here's the promo for the MASH 4077 podcast. Attention, attention, it's finally here. The first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. There you go. What do you think? I think it's going to be good. I've already listened to the first episodes, and they were really good, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. And I think they come out on the 1st and the 15th. You'll have to load some on my iPod for when yeah, I start Yeah, you'll doing... get a kick out of them. They're really fun. Fun to listen to them talk. <laughs> I really got a kick out of the behind-the-scenes stuff because I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. And they bring up some really cool stuff. And I found out that um, Kenny is trying to actually get an interview with the guy that played um, opposite of uh, Hawkeye. Okay, that was, there was two different guys. There were a couple different guys that played the I think best he, friend. The BJ, uh, I think, is the one he might BJ get. A, they might get an interview McGull- with that guy. Something. Anyway, isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the other new podcast that has just come out recently that I've been enjoying. I have never watched The Amazing Race on CBS before. Now Andrew has. Our son has watched it one season. I think mm-hmm. I never got into it, but my friends Alan Joyce from Arizona are now doing a podcast and they love that show as well as, you know, a lot of different of our friends like that podcast mm-hmm. or that, that show. Um, so I started watching it. I watched the premiere. It was pretty okay. good. I haven't seen and any of it's, it. It's on our DVR set up to record every week. So I'm going to watch it because I really enjoy listening to the podcast. And here's a quick uh, promo from them about uh, the new podcast they're doing. If you like The Amazing Race, you will like this podcast. <laughs> Eleven teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win one million dollars on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, The Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week and ultimately win the one million dollar prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you at the Fast Forward.
There you go. The promo for Fast Forward, the pod, weekly podcast from Alan Joyce on The Amazing Race. Cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. far, so good. I like it. Well, they're sweet couples. So. They are. They're very cool. Well, you you call everybody sweet or what else do you call it? Cute. Cute. Yeah, sweet and cute. We're all sweet and cute. Well, it's better than me saying mean things about people. That's true. Yeah. I've been uh, working feverishly on uh, the finale of The Martians Are Here. Yeah. I got to hit sticks together and chant in uh, Aboriginal. And, and what did you say? I said, um, Nungaran, Nungaran, Baya, Ninjani. Ninjani. Which means come together for a meeting. Okay. And there's my, you hear the sticks? Those are real sticks. I got bark all over my keyboard on accident. <laughs> no kidding. You're you're authentic, man. You're authentic. See, that's it's real Aboriginal music right there. Do you, do you think it's a didgeridoo. If, do you think if someone came from Australia who is a native Aborigine, if he would say you pronounce, pronounced everything right? or No. <laughs> you but made I, I a good attempt. <laughs> we do our best and then pray for grace, right? That's right. So if people listen to the finale, they're going to hear even like a bunch of other guys chanting along with it. and it sounds very... Native, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah. So I won't play anymore because I don't want to ruin it. But um, so if you listen to the finale, which should be out shortly, um, you're going to hear all sorts of new music that's been written for it um, on the Martians Are Here podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I can see you're really into things tonight. Um, no, I am. I'm. Um, I finally found your question. So. For some reason, they weren't on my iPod. My yeah, my little handheld thing. Okay. I thingy, as they say in England. Okay, so we're it's time in the in the podcast to do our contest. Okay. So how do we sh- how should we do this? If you want to win the Message Bible on MP3, on CD, I'll send it to you. Doesn't matter where you live in the world. But how are we gonna do this? I'm not sure. I thought that you had something planned. I do. The third person to email us. Okay. And say, yo, hit me up with the message in the in the subject line. Okay. Yo, hit me up because of the rap music we were playing uh-huh. at the beginning of the show. I'm just feeling kind of rappy. Okay. So uh, first person to... Uh, oh, I thought you said third, third, third person. Third, 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 third. Third person Three. that Trice. emails in, and what is our email then? It is Rick, Rick at, at takehimwithyou.com. Okay. And so whoever gets it to me, the third person that writes, yo, hit me up with a message. So now, what if the same person, I mean, downloads this podcast, listens to it right away, and then emails you three times in a row within like three seconds would that still be the third person the third person to send me an email <laughs> that says yo hit me up with the message in the subject okay wins the entire bible on mp3 the message bible do they have to wait any certain time in between their entries no <laughs> okay so the first person you know you just told somebody how they could cheat oh i just want you to know should that should we do that over then no Okay. I think I, I like it. Let's just do it. Okay. 
Okay, so there you go. If you want the Message Bible on MP3, free of charge, we'll send it to you. And by the way, everybody listening, if you want to help us out, that would be really cool. Send your donations over to us at uh, www.takehimwithyou.com. There's a PayPal link on there. Uh-huh. That's how we pay for contests and for our bills and milk and eggs and stuff. Gas. <laughs> To the car. It helps. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, find us and contact us because we love to hear from you. Rick at takingwithyou.com or Amy at takingwithyou.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. It's free and it's fun. Yeah. I'll be writing that very soon. I already know what I'm writing on for this week. It's going to be awesome. Oh, cool. Okay. So, uh, anyway, you want to win and you want to help us out too. That's cool too. So, we're, we're, we're good with that. Yo. 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 I'm not very cool, but yo anyway. Yo, fizzle, fizzle to snizzle. Yo, dog. Okay, Randy, Randy Jackson. I am so not cool, but God bless you guys anyway. And I got a huge, a huge kick out of Amy tonight. She comes in, and I was laughing so hard because she she hardly ever does this, but sometimes she'll get songs stuck in her head. <laughs> on me why and what was hysterical was <laughs> i believe she had um she had i don't even know where it came from i haven't heard it thought of that song forever why did i have that song in my head why would you have hollow notes in your head i don't know i don't know if i heard it someday like and i didn't even realize it realize it I was laughing so hard. That funny, you know, and the weird thing that set it off. What is it? Our dog got Clara into my face, and her eyes were only about two inches from my eyes. <laughs> and her eyes made me think of that song, I guess. Wow, Private has nothing to doesn't have anything to do with our subject, <laughs> not at all, not at all. But it was funny, yeah. I don't know why, and I don't sing well, so I'm sure it was even more funny because I started singing it with the dog right in my face. Did the dog sing it back with you? No, she kind of looked at me cross-eyed, actually. <laughs> so. That's our dog. That's our dog. So, should we talk about our question that you put out on the internet? You actually put two questions. I did. Well, okay, so here's the idea for the subject today. Now, we have to kind of be careful with the subject because on one aspect, um, a lot of our listeners are don't go to church. Mm-hmm. And but I still think the subject is, and and that's not what I'm I'm not trying to we're not trying to bring up the subject because of church we're trying to bring up a subject that I think is just fascinating um, I listened to a, a podcast from Gary Chapman who is the author of the five love language book that mm-hmm. we that we did the you, series on you usually have like kids that you're going to get married young adults that you're or well, anybody adults. actually any any read, read his book on love read, languages read well anyway to prepare he has, for marriage he has a podcast out and he had a, a guest this is not why we were going to do this podcast anyway we already planned on doing this subject mm-hmm. 
and that is to talk about what is the future of faith in the world. Mm-hmm. And this in particular podcast was on uh, people that have given up on their faith and just gone on to do whatever. And they, they brought in a guy that wrote a book about some of the reasons behind why... And it, it was specifically in that book... About church. Um, about um, kids who are raised in church. Right. And when they go off to college or they grow up, they just decide to... Well, there was like a, what, 80, 89% of them? Or yeah. 88%? And I think back when we actually, were... Well, not, can yeah. I finish the okay, statement? Because go nobody's going to understand what I right. mean. 88% of the kids that were raised in church, when they get out in college, will give up their faith. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. abandon their faith. And either not have any faith at all, or just or not be active in not it. be active in any any type of their faith, mm-hmm. and that is a, a huge crisis to churches around, uh, at least in the world. Well, and, and to parents, I I think one of the things that they the two questions that the author had always been asked were often asked anyway was, what do we do wrong? What did we do wrong with our kids? Mm-hmm. And then what can we do about it now? If they're not pursuing a relationship with God now, what do we do? Yeah. You know? And I don't know if they totally <coughs> had totally had answers for that. But No, but that, and that isn't yeah. specifically what I want to talk about mm-hmm. today. Mostly it was talking about um, religion, faith in the world today, and... The differences that that exist today versus they did when they did like fifty years ago, and where do we think the future of faith is in the world today? I mean, do we think that there's going to be more people believing in God in the future, or less, or what does that look like? Even defining what faith means in the world today is is an interesting subject. Well, there is a scripture that popped in my head as we we're preparing for this, where. It was asked in the Bible, when Jesus returns, will he find faith mm-hmm. on the earth? Um, gosh, I'm not sure we're conveying what, what we want to say here. Do you want, can we just answer the question, or ask the questions that you asked right now? Or? I guess we could. Um, I, I just, we notice uh, as time goes on that, and there is, there's documentation on this, that more and more young people are not going to church. Mm-hmm. But... But from our perspective, it's not just about church because there are people that are spiritual people that know God mm-hmm. and that have received God into their heart that don't necessarily go to a church. Mm-hmm. So what I'm what I want to know and want to want to explore here is: um, is there faith alive in the world today? Is there people? Are there people that uh, that that know God? And is are we going away from that, or are we getting closer to Him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so I asked the question. Um, okay. Do you want me to read what you asked? Sure. Okay. You said, okay, I'm doing research for our next podcast. No, it was the next one. Oh, the next one? Or the one before that. Um, just a minute. <laughs> um, we don't sound very organized. Question, okay, there we go. There we go. What do you think about the future of faith in the world? Will we trust more or less in God in the next 20 years. And you okay. had 17 comments. Okay. What were some of those comments? Um, Lewis said less. Didn't elaborate? Nope. That's okay. all. Rachel said, we will trust him less, but we'll, we will need to trust him much more. Much, much more. Okay. 
Adam said more. Looking back in history, God has his has this penchant of stepping in and changing the game just when we when things look their bleakest. And I know Adam, he's quite the history buff, so he probably knows what he's talking about there. Okay. What else comes um, we have? We Timothy says, um, will we trust in God? I probably say more. Faith is a constant of human civilization. We have faith in something, whether it be in God, Buddhism, or our government. We will always have faith in something or someone. Okay, I'm going to have to press our, our friend Seymour. His name pops up a lot. It says, If you're asking how the Christian faith will fare in the future, that is a complicated and unanswerable question because I have no idea. It could go either way at this point, um, and we won't know until we get there. Okay. And David said, I have faith that no matter the consequences in life and the world, that God has the ability to instill faith into the faithless and revitalize his people. Okay. Daniel says, I want to say more, but I believe it will all turn out however it's supposed to. I simply trust. And trust is quite a bit like faith. So, okay. Um, Sue says, It's hard to say. Looking at the world, it's easy to say less. But I feel like there's been a resurgence in morals and faith recently. Making good choices seems um, to be popular lately. Sadly, faith grows the most in a time of tragedy. I hope that we, as a people, will trust God more in the future, but that the means to that end is not disaster. Well, she's got a really good point. Yeah, you know, they, they used to have a saying that there's no atheists in foxholes, that sometimes people will not acknowledge God when things are going well, but they get in a crisis and they'll, like, pray out to God even though they... Well, we experienced that over here on nine one one. Oh Oh, yeah. When the, the towers fell, mm -hmm. there was a big resurgence in faith and there was lots of prayer meetings and people turned yeah. to God during that time and got, they were scared. Yeah. And well, then, and then it went we, back. Well, because I think people were wondering when the next terrorist attack will be and they were all on edge and, mm -hmm. and, um, they looked to God in that time of crisis. Yeah. Um, Tiffany says, that's a complicated question because it's hard to judge people as a whole and we shouldn't because everyone is different there are so many different belief system and systems out there that it's impossible to truly know and um, some of those um, belief believe do um, again beliefs more, beliefs do don't okay <laughs> i'm sorry this is a very very long one so do you want me to read It says, and some of those beliefs don't even involve God. Okay. With all the science and technology, it seems there are more and more people claiming atheism or agnosticism, and in turn, they would raise their children that way. Although people have choices in life in what to believe, a lot of what they believe comes from what they learned in childhood. 
She's, she's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they say break the cycle. When it comes to abusive parenting, a child raised in atheism can become a believer if they want to make that choice. Um, individually, personally, I can't say what I'll believe uh, in 20 years. Right now I can say I believe in God and all that, but I'm constantly wondering if he really plays a major role in our lives on earth at all. Among the good and the bad that happens, um, where is God in those things? The life-changing events that destroy people, families, countries. Uh, is that all part of the master plan or him letting us be free choice-making people? I'm genuine in my desire to understand. Rick, you know this. I don't just say this as a cynical non-believer. I say it as someone who wants to figure out this crap relationship I have with the guy running the show. <laughs> I, Tiffany, awesome, I sure appreciate your honesty. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess I think it all depends on what people see in the world. People see monotheistic Christian zealots preaching that wars are punishing uh, the homosexuals and baby murderers, abortion, and that God hates them. There's a website, God, called um, evibible.com, even, dedicated to saying God is horrible. The world would be a lot better if people would actually take what would Jesus do, and in God's name, and use it correctly. No murders in God's name. No calling that girl a a whore or condemning her to hell. Nobody saying God hates anyone for any reason. Nobody hating anyone. Jesus didn't even hate prostitutes. He talked to everyone and helped everyone. A woman wept at his feet and brushed her hair across them, and where the uh, high and mighty priest tried to throw her out, Jesus said no, um, that she washed uh, his feet with her own tears, and they hadn't even offered him a place to wash them after his journey, or something like that. I mean, he loved all people. I guess loves also. In other words, yeah, I guess loves Mm -hmm. also. But if I had seen Jesus, would I have known him for who he was? Would any of us? I don't know. Sorry it's so long. That was very good, though, Tiffany. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very insightful. And, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's uh, there's a, you know, how can you make that, that determination? Are people going to believe more in the next 20 years or not? That's really, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in the world, do we? Yeah. But you had some really good <laughs> points there. But I think, I think Tiffany's on the, the right path. I mean, she's. She's um, reading in the Bible and asking the good questions. Sure. And that's all we can do is, you know, just ask God. It's and, a journey. It's not, I mean, yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. And it takes time to really, if you really honestly want to seek out and see what's going on, it takes time. Yeah, especially, you know, when I was growing up, I noticed that sometimes people would go to a youth group or a church because some of their friends were and they were just kind of doing it. To be in the in crowd, if that was the in crowd at the time, you Mm -hmm. know. And then the next thing you know, they were, you know, partying up and with their other friends. And it was kind of like they were chameleons doing whatever it was at the time. And and so I think it's really cool when people are searching God genuinely Mm -hmm. and not just out of peer pressure because other people are doing it. Agreed. So. Um, Lisa wrote, I think that Christians will, will have to learn to trust God more, and unbelievers will become more hard-hearted towards God. Just look at the comments on any message board, and you can see that already happening. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting um, observation. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeannie says, Less people will trust, but those who trust will trust with more intensity. 
Theron says, I think that as time goes by and things get worse in the world, more and more people will start coming back to the Lord. And Stefan says, I'm not sure it's a good idea to second-guess God. To answer more or less is to say how we feel based on experiences, but the world is a big place. If you had told me at um, Christmas that places like Egypt and Libya would be an open revolt, again, I need to remember to click see more, against entrenched dictators, I would have said you were mad. Yet a frustrated man sets himself on fire and regimes are falling. Things can change quickly. One man changed the world 2,000 years ago. Why not now? Maybe a better question is, um, will personal responsibility for faith on the earth increase? I would say more likely than not. All faiths require personal responsibility but most religious institutions decide what that means. I think that most of us want to say and debate on how we implement our faith as we become more educated. Well, at least I do. I think that um, I will, I think that will continue and that demonstration of faith at some point become a big issue for religion if it isn't already. I am not against the word of God. I am just not convinced that church leaders are the only ones able to judge what the word of God means to me. Correct me, um, or connect me to God. Yes, but um, be the phone exchange. Hmm. What? Did, you, did, you, did you read? That? Did you read that right? I'm not sure. I think there might be a typo there. So not sure. It says connect me to God. Yes, but be the phone ex exchange. I think there's a typo, so I didn't understand that in part. But he said not so sure. So. Well, I understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that he has a point there because. If you look at church history, one of the reasons that there have been so many problems with the church is that the the um, the leadership has turned into dictators, and the dictators mm -hmm. have decided how to explain everything to the this like the laity versus the clergy, mm -hmm. and even the model that we have today in most churches is like that. Even I mean, there's some really nice pastors and stuff so i'm not saying all churches are like this but a great majority of them have the top dog who says this is how it is mm -hmm. or the organization at the top you know mm -hmm. back in springfield or wherever you know like if you're you know different denominations have their headquarters yeah. and they dictate what what this means and what that means and all that jazz when really if you look back at the very beginning of the church it wasn't like that it wasn't like there were there were some people that had firsthand knowledge of what was going on but but a great vast majority of believers had a relationship with Christ themselves mm -hmm. and didn't have to rely on um, somebody to live it for them or, or represent them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and I think we've become that way now. So what, what Stefan is saying makes total sense because um, taking responsibility for what you believe is something that most people don't want to do. They want somebody to stand in proxy. They want a king. They want somebody, a pastor. They want a priest. They want somebody that's, that is the bottom line, and they don't want to take responsibility themselves for what they believe because it would require change. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it would require them being responsible for what they believe. Yeah. A lot of people don't want that. Like today, I mean, you get yeah. people that blame the Republican Party or the Democratic Party or the president or, or the labor union or the or the this or the that, you know. And it's like yeah. you can deal with this or you can deal with. I'm sorry. And and I like Stefan's point that <coughs> we have to take personal responsibility for our faith and and the Bible says to study to show yourself approved. Well, so and we're I, supposed and to I, study for ourselves and, and we on, answer yeah. before God. And ourselves. honestly, I think the future of faith. I think more. More and more people are getting fed up. I mean, people that want to be genuine about their faith. Mm-hmm. More and more people are getting fed up with the institution of uh, this is how it's supposed to be. And this is, you know, I don't know, the the hypocritical, you know, that whole scene of us versus them and all that. I think people are getting fed up with that. And they're, they're, the reason that a lot of people younger than 40 are not going to church anymore Mm-hmm. Is because they're they're tired of the whole game that goes on in it, and yeah. they're, but they're they're don't get don't get that mixed up with people still having faith because there are a lot of people that have faith mm-hmm. in God, um, but they necessarily they don't live it out the same way that that maybe we saw in the past, mm-hmm. and I think that that's kind of what Stefan was saying is that there's a you know he thinks that there's going to be a responsibility of people that do believe on actually acting and living that out. And being responsible for what they believe, which I I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a few more if we have okay. time. Right. Um, Angela says, "I found over the years that the church is looking more and more like the world and less like a set apart and sanctified place where Jesus is lifted up that He may draw all men to Him. We work so hard to mimic worldly programs and learn non lure in non-believers in." Um, then compromise the word so that we don't offend them anyway. No, um, offend them away. Offend them away. We work in the flesh and in our own power to build numbers and include everyone. I find that going to church has become not much different than going to a secular self-help seminar. There is more good advice um, than there is gospel, forsaking topics like obedience and repentance for a false unity and false peace and the behavior of people in the church is not much different than the behavior of the world that is not how it should be that being said i do not believe that we should forsake assembling together i get a lot of judgment from people for not going to a sunday morning service but where two or three um are gathered in his name it is important to stay connected, to be in the word, to study. I'm not sure what that word is. And share his word with others and receive feedback and insight from others. One does not need a church building or a man appointed time slot for this. She's got a point. So she's she's saying, I think her point is what the what the Bible says church is is sometimes different than what our culture says church is. Because the Bible says that when two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, that he's there with us. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be like a big fancy cathedral or even a big building building with a parking lot and a steeple to be church. It can be, you know, a Bible study, people Well, again, too, I mean, a definition of the church, really the the real biblical definition of the church is... um, believers that are together in mm-hmm. unity 
It, it literally means Christ's body. Like he's the top head, the the man, the thinking power or the direction power behind things and that we are kind of the acting out power on the earth. Okay. His hands and feet. Okay. That's what, anyway. So. <coughs> so um, I, I think that's really interesting that her, her point is uh, well spelled out. She did a good job at putting down what she believed. Yeah. So should we read some more? Or do you want to go on to some other ones? Well, a couple more. I think well, we have. Do you have any um, Twitter ones? or? No, we got one from Troy here that okay. says, The closer we get to revealing of the Antichrist, the more pressure there will be. God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. The spirit will melt some hearts and harden others. Some will fall away in the great falling away, and others will be drawn nearer to him, mostly out of necessity. The question for me is, will these events occur in the next 20 years or not? Keep watch on Israel to discern the times. At least this is how I interpret the scripture using the hermetical method that I have been taught. And uh, Jeannie says, Troy, I think we have less than 20 years for sure. And then Troy says, my teachers and myself are very careful not to be alarmists. The day will come when we sound the alarm, but there will be agreement and evidence. Watching the news today is very exciting and sobering. I would say that this may be um, a birth pain at least. And then Gareth says, um, he thinks it's going to, or Gareth goes on to answer the question of about the same. about about faith and everything. He thinks it's going to be about the same for the mm-hmm. next 20 years. So, okay, so we have lots of different things, lots of different people's opinions. Now, we had a lot of religious stuff said. That it might be confusing. It might be a little bit confusing if you're not familiar with the Bible or mm-hmm. not familiar with, with uh, what the Bible says about what's going to happen in the future because it does talk about it mm-hmm. um but for the most part i think that um you know everybody is entitled to their opinion and there was some really good stuff said there um so basically we we didn't have a whole lot of people agreeing what would happen other than um a few people thought it, some say more some say, say less, less some so, say about the same right so but you know i mean in a way the question was like Wanting people to be prophets, and not all of us are prophets, but, you know, they can give their best guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we had another question, too. Did you want to cover that tonight, or do you want to do that um, another time? Well, I, I think I think we should probably springboard off what we just talked about, okay. or what we just heard. I think that, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of reasons why people um, have faith and why they don't, and... I'm not sure we live in a world that has less faith. Um, I think we might live in a world where authenticity and genuine genuineness is craved more than it was mm-hmm. because our society has changed and now we've had a lot of abuses of faith. Well, and I, I over think the, I mean, and you know what I'm talking yeah. about, like preachers that would say one thing and then they're doing bad things behind the scenes or mm-hmm. televangelists, you know, bilking people for money and living lavish lifestyles. These big mega churches and stuff mm-hmm. where they, you know, they just preach on give me your money and, you know, and uh, I don't know. You know, it seems like there's been a real souring of the faith because of this type of stuff. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that people don't want to believe in God. Well, I think that no matter what you believe, I think everybody has faith. But not everybody has faith. They have faith in something. They might have faith in atheism. They you mean like have what Tim was saying? Faith in science. They might have faith in, 
in their friend right or their family you know i think i think if someone doesn't have faith in anything i think they're a pretty sad person because i think god has made us all to believe to believe in something you know and i i think he created us to believe in him but if we don't believe in him we're going to fill that, fill that faith hole with something Sure. There's a vacuum that needs faith in something. It needs needs to have hope or belief <coughs> that that there is some kind of plan or some kind of destiny or what whatever their belief system is. But um, well, I, I mean, over over the years faith. that we were in, when we pastored churches and and youth churches and different things, uh, we were in ministry for many 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 years, and we saw really interesting things trends and stuff happen throughout our community and honestly there there are way more people that don't participate in church and that don't have faith that that um they may believe in god but they're not really active mm-hmm. in that um i i don't know if they're a christian or not i i don't know you know how how can you tell you know they they you know the bible says if you believe in your heart that uh, Jesus died on the cross and that that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So that's you know that's kind of the determination that I look at and say, well, okay, if somebody has faith in what Jesus did on the cross, well, then they're a believer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, uh, and confess with your mouth, it right? Says that too, yeah. that Jesus is the boss and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Uh, but there's so many different interpretations of what it means to be a Christian that uh, it's hard to determine, you know, who really has faith and who doesn't. Only God really knows. Mm-hmm. When it gets right down to it, and one person may be really good at acting out and p- pretending like they have faith, and another person might not be, but they might have faith inside. So it's really not up to us to decide who is a believer and who isn't. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, there's some people that could be in an organized faith, an organized religion, and have a relationship with with God, with Jesus Christ, and others that might not but are just going through the motions and there's others that might never go to to an organized, organized or a, a, a church or, with four walls yeah but actually have a real in-depth relationship relationship with god, with god and live it out in their daily life you sure. know so so it's not really about if you go to church or not it's more about where you your church? heart is <laughs> or are you the church yeah. right and so anyway we saw through our course of, of time in ministry and stuff we saw a lot of people um, come and go, mm-hmm. and and even in the church, we saw a lot of people that didn't act like people that really believed. Mm-hmm. And then we saw some very genuine people as well, and we saw people that didn't go to church at all, but had a relationship with God and were very active in their faith. So it, again, what we're trying to say is that it really is a heart issue more than it is a church attendance issue. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not saying the church is bad. In fact, we're saying that church does enhance your relationship with God if you're in the right church. Some churches don't, mm-hmm. but there are some churches that you can go to and that you can really learn a lot in and you can, you know, have cool friends and, you know, a base there. But if that's all you ever do in your life for Christ, you're sadly missing out on a on a on a bigger relationship with God because God wants us to be in all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, some of the reasons that... Um, that people don't go to church nowadays um, is that it's too much like a business. That was one of the things that that we saw is that sometimes church can become so much like a business that it really you become a number and you're expected to give a certain amount of money and that's that's your role. 
Well, that and work in the nursery and work in this and work in that and, and pro- Free perpetuate their, their programs. Right. There's a lot of programs and churches. And the other thing, that, churches. the other thing that people got are fed up with is is churches asking for money. Mm-hmm. We saw that being abused and and got crazy, or the corruption in the church, which we talked about before. That uh, in uh, a lot of different places, the sex abuse, the the uh, stealing of the money, the um, yeah, bilking people, abuse. yeah, all or that kind of stuff. Spiritual abuse, you mm-hmm. know, saying absolutely. Thus says the Lord, and and you beating know, people over the head with know, the Bible, yeah. yeah. Or their exclusivity, mm-hmm. uh, not allowing groups of people to be be in the church or come to church because of maybe they don't agree with their lifestyle or different things like that. These are just ex- these are not just excuses, but they're reasons that people don't go to church. And then the other one was um, uh, people didn't really see a lot of caring; they were just counted as a number. So I thought those were fascinating things. Um, but where do we think faith is really headed? I wrote down a few things that I think that are going to become a little bit more apparent as time goes on. And the first thing was, I think that that faith is headed back to the basics. I think there's a confusion right now in the world today on what it means to have faith. And in order to clear that up, I really think we're going to see in the future that um, people are going to go back to the basics and look at what is... What does it mean to be a believer? And what does it mean to serve God? What Those terms are used so much, they're almost, they don't mean the same thing as they used to. And I think there's going to be a real research, resurgence of people going, well, what do you, when, when Rick and Amy say to serve God, what does that mean? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. So there's going to be these basics of faith, I think, that you're going to see a real uh, resurgence of that. And it's not going to include as much church attendance as it is, what does it mean in your heart to serve God? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things. Um, I also think that you're going to see uh, less bigger, huge mega churches, and you're going to see a whole lot more smaller groups of people meeting together, because that's a little more biblical as far as what the what the Bible says that that they met in homes and they broke bread together, and they so they were eating together and they were talking and they they had their little pockets of friends that believe that were believers mm-hmm. that they were accountable to and and had these good relationships with and it wasn't all about the big mega church it was more about you know people having friends in life that shared the same type of feelings and 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 the and the same faith and that as a result of that they were freed up instead of having to go to church all the time they were freed up to ha- meet with their friends and then go out in in life and be influential and and help people and mm-hmm. serve their communities and stuff like so much easier to do that when you don't have this big machine that you have to always feed. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to see as time goes on. Um, again, I think Sue was right in her comment that unfortunately it takes a disaster for people to to um, to uh, sometimes, sometimes come together yeah. and and really have faith. And I think we're gonna we are coming on. I mean, you look at the stuff that just happened in New Zealand with that earthquake and. You look at some of the catastrophes that can happen, that really brings communities together. Even though it's a tragedy, um, you'll find that the big mega churches and big churches and stuff like that won't be as helpful as your neighbors or your friends or the mm-hmm. people, you know, that you can get to. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, like I say, I just I just think that in the future we're gonna we're gonna have more opportunities for smaller pockets of people to get together and I think that's a little more um a little more advantageous and and a, and a whole lot more comforting. 
Okay. And then uh, I think you're going to see a lot more people, as as we have seen um, by doing this podcast, uh, you're going to see a lot more believers starting to come together on the Internet. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Um, from the time my grandfather was born, they didn't have radio. <coughs> they didn't have TV. Mm-hmm. They definitely didn't have Internet. Yeah. Um, you know, how much has changed in the last hundred years? A lot. Extreme, um, extreme amount of things have yeah. changed in the last hundred well, years. And you and look at the... So the church will change with it. Well, and look at even, even after we stopped pastoring a local church. Mm-hmm. And we started the, the Take Him With You podcast here. Look at how many believers we have met that don't, that really aren't your traditional believers. Yeah, that aren't the I go to church three times a week and or what we were what we grew or up four in four times a week or five times a week. Yeah. Right, it's it's you know I have friends that they have faith, but right, I have friends some that believe do, in some don't. Yeah, I have friends that believe in God, mm-hmm. but they're not into this whole not into the whole organized I mean, some, some of ours are some of more yeah and are very active in their local churches sure and, and there's nothing wrong with, with that working with the youth group and sure. doing all kinds of great things and sure. You know, they're mentoring people, and, and that's awesome. But my point is, yeah. there are a lot more people out there that are open to a relationship with God that may not be open to going to an organized mm-hmm. religion type of thing. And I think the Internet has allowed us to be able to meet some people that we never would have met because mm-hmm. we were so busy going to the organized church that we didn't get a chance to meet them. Mm-hmm. And And I think that there's a lot more people listening to us right now that might be a whole lot more. I mean, they might can. I think a lot of people just get confused with church attendance being what makes them a believer in God, mm-hmm. and that isn't what it is. It isn't about attending church, even though that's a good thing to do. It's not a relationship mm-hmm. with God. That's not a relationship with God. That's just going somewhere to a meeting. Mm-hmm. If you go to one that that has, um. The Bible um, openly talked about and discussed, and you know it can propel you to a closer rock with sure, God. Sure, sure, it, it can. It, it can enhance the, your relationship. Yeah, it isn't with God. the end all, but it can encourage your walk with God. But, but my my point is the reason we started taking with you was so that people could he- get a, a spiritual message and take it with them wherever they went, whatever they mm-hmm. were doing. And I think we're seeing more and more people do that. And we're going to see more and more of that happen mm-hmm. as time goes on. Because I think a lot of people are disappointed in, in the, the, the whole, you know, this denomination, that denomination, or this church, or that church. And I think we're going to see the church, which is the people that are believers, come together much more in, as we go along in the next 20 years. That's my, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, the last but not least... I think that where faith is headed in the world today is it's going to be out of the institutions and more in the hearts of everyday living. I think you're going to see more and more people living their life and loving on people than you would um, joining an organization. But that's where I think it's going. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, you know, I'm not totally sure, but I can see a trend that a lot of the churches um a lot of like the smaller churches are kind of fading away 
Well, and, yeah. I mean, a lot. There's a lot of and then there a lot are of some smaller big... churches that are, like, have a lot of older people mm-hmm. in them. They don't have any young people in them anymore. And then you have now there's some, some churches that do have young people. Yeah, up. and and then you have some mega churches that have all these programs to entice people in, and and these huge staffs that make these it's big kind of like a circus. Happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, it's it's really hard to really say, but I hope no matter what organized religion does just like a lot of the people said i hope that like stefan said that people will start taking responsibility for their own faith Mm -hmm. no matter what like the buildings and the programs and the small churches or big churches you know I, i really don't know what 20 years will bring but i do hope that whether you grow in your faith with God through meeting with local people or listening to podcasts or or whatever you do that you do grow and that That you pursue that relationship you'll pursue a relationship with God and and be challenged to to keep growing in your faith sure I wrote down even though church is a great place to learn and meet people Nothing replaces a personal relationship with God. And Jesus talked about that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really did. He, I mean, he at one point says, you know, um, you know, you did all these great things in my name. You cast out demons, you healed the sick, you did all these different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And and the point he was trying to make is you can do all these great things and you can go to the big temple and you can do all these different things and but if you don't ha- if you don't know me, what what was the point of it all? Mm-hmm. And that's a sad scripture. That's a really sad scripture, which means that I think we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven of who's there and who's not. Mm-hmm. That means you can sit right next to the same people. There are going to be a, a whole group of people sitting in a church service, and some of them are going to have a relationship with God, and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. But th- it's that way anywhere. It doesn't matter what organization you belong to or or. Or work in. It's all about the heart. And you don't have to jump through the hoops of an organization to experience Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't have to jump through hoops. And that was the whole reason Jesus came, is so you didn't have to jump through hoops. Mm-hmm. It's so that you could have a relationship with God. That was the whole reason. And I just I think that's just fascinating. You and you you never should be forced to give. You never should be forced to pray or or attend a certain amount of times. Or to be a better person. That is that is not what it's all about. It's all about knowing God. And when you know God, when you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, that changes everything. And it's not about jumping through the hoops. It's about experiencing a relationship with a God that cares about us and mm-hmm. loves us. And again, you know, church is a place where you can have that relationship enhanced. But really, like we heard long ago in a song that we played on the podcast a while back, um, Scott Wesley Brown uh, wrote a song that uh, one of the lines was, don't go to church until you come to Jesus. Actually, it was, don't go to church, no, 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 <laughs> before well, you go to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, we listened to that song 
25 years ago together. Yeah, but the point of the whole song wasn't mm-hmm. that church was bad. No. It was that there's you just going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than walking into McDonald's makes you a McNugget. Mm-hmm. It just it's it, you're not guilty by association when it comes to it. Yeah, or not saved by association. Yeah, because it's a personal decision and a personal experience and relationship with God that is most important. So if we can emphasize anything, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a listener and you, you know, this, this is a little bit different than what we usually talk about, but I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. Look at it. It doesn't matter what church you attend. It doesn't matter if you don't even attend church. What really matters is where is your heart with God? Because when it comes down to it, yes, it is a personal choice and a personal thing that is between you and God. And what we know, what Amy and I know from Scripture, when we read it, it says that every one of us is responsible for our own decision when it comes to that. Nobody else makes that decision. Just, I wasn't raised in a Christian home or anything like that. So, you know, it wasn't my the responsibility of my parents to get me to to ask God into my heart, that was up to me. That's mm-hmm. up to every single individual person, including you that's listening. It's, do you want to have that relationship or not? And it's available for every single person. You don't have to join a club. You don't have to sign your name. You don't, you know, it's, it's about believing and acknowledging God. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And that, that's uncomfortable for some people because they want to have control and, 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 uh, you know, that's uncomfortable for some people in church because they go, well, now, wait a minute. We've been taught to just bring all of our friends to church and they'll be okay. And it really isn't that. It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, a personal relationship with God. And uh, again, I, I just think it's very important for us to know where where are we at with God? Where, you know, what do we really believe? Are you considered a believer or are you a non-believer? And I would encourage you, from the bottom of my heart, if I could give you any advice, if you care about Amy and I's opinion at all, we would encourage you to to believe in God. Believe in what He did for us and what He does for us. And to open your heart up to the things that God might want you to do in life. And don't be scared away by religion. Don't be scared away by the bad stuff that's happened in church or the bad things you've heard about. You know, back off a little bit and come to God. That's most important. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we're done then. I think we are. (laughs) (laughs) I think you covered it. (laughs) You said what was most important. (coughs) Need we say more? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I mean, more would be for another podcast. Well, I, you know, I'd really like it if if people would humor me a bit. And I know this is, like I say, this is a little bit different than what we usually talk about. But I I think it would be really cool. I'd like to say a prayer for everybody that's listening. And then... Um, next week on the podcast, we had some really interesting um, discussion and comments on why people don't go to church. And I thought it would be interesting um, to hear from people their mm-hmm. stories of why they don't go and maybe hear a few stories of why some people do go mm-hmm. and kind of do a little bit back and forth of some good stories and some maybe not so good stories and talk mm-hmm. about how do you, you know, how do you find a balance when it comes to this type of thing because there's a lot of people that say no way i'll never go and then there's a lot then there's other people that are going all the time and go man i'm so stressed out and tired i just this is nuts and then the the, the others that go man i wouldn't miss it for the world i love this Mm -hmm. it's the best thing ever it i think it'd be really interesting to hear from all of those type of people Mm -hmm. and and let uh, you know let our audience kind of hear what that what that's all about Mm -hmm. is that cool yeah 
Okay, so let me pray right now for everybody, and and then uh, we'll close the podcast. Father, I pray for every single person listening to this podcast right now. And God, you know our hearts better than anyone else. You know the issues that are deep down inside of us. And God, you know if we believe really wholeheartedly in you or if we don't. And so I'm asking, Lord, that you would just touch the heart of every single person listening. And if they don't know you, Lord, would you just kind of open their heart up to 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 why they're here, what their purpose is, and and how much you love them and care for them. Just open up their heart to, to feel your love and to know you. And I pray, God, that people would have the faith to say, you know what, I can't live this life on my own. I need you, Lord. I need you in my heart. And I pray that, that every per- person listening within the sound of my voice would uh, evaluate where they're at with you, God. And if they don't know you, Maybe they could just ask and say, you know, I, I kind of want to know you. Help me out here. Or if they if they do know you and they just haven't been living the way they should, God, I just pray that there would be a, a recommitment in their heart to you. And God, most of all, we just we just thank you for your grace and your love in our lives, and we appreciate you. Help us, Lord, to be more like you and to make a difference in this world by helping people and loving you. That's our that's our heart's prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, we should probably um, um, leave them with a cool song. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a cool... I, I don't know why I'm on a Larry Norman kick lately, but I am. I think we're just getting back to our Jesus people... Roots. Roots. I might play the tribute song, though, that was done for him. But uh, it's that song, Why Don't You Look Into Jesus? You remember that one? Look into Jesus, that one. He's got the... He is the answer, that one. Sure. You remember that one? Yeah. Okay. I won't sing anymore because I don't sing really. I'm not I mean, sure which which one should I pick. Should I pick the Larry Norman one or should I pick the the non-Larry Norman one? I like Larry Norman. Well. I know. It's kind of like folksy, but I like folksy stuff. I know. After last week's podcast when we played <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. What was that? The ultimate 70s folk song. Oh, it was too. Unless I'm you want you. John Denver in there too. You know, you can Mm, thank god i'm a country boy yeah well it was nine feet tall six feet wide soft as a downy chick okay what are you talking about grandma's feather bed oh do you remember that oh i probably do i wasn't as big of a john denver fan as some people maybe but i remember country roads take me home okay let me see if i can find it real quick place i belong larry norman west virginia okay i wrote in (laughs) okay I wrote in Larry Norman, but I'm not finding. Let me try it again. Did okay, you there spell it is. Larry wrong? <laughs> okay, here it is. Okay, this is Larry Norman. Look into Jesus right here. I'm taking with you.
What'd you think? Oh, sorry, I gotta turn your microphone on, sorry. Oh, I thought that was pretty interesting, and you wisely turned it down, because I think I was singing to part of it. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that that takes me back to the 70s. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Well, I'm gonna do this funny thing at the end of the podcast. I'm playing the Holy uh, Soldier version of that song. Okay. Much better. Should I take my earphones off? Um... I think Larry Norman's got big drums and... And squealing guitars, and it was pretty hard stuff for the 70s, you know. I guess. Especially for Jesus music. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just like it more heavy, more hard. I'm like, well, oh, you know, it hurts I mean, my ears. So, okay, but I love you anyway. Yeah, well. Yeah. And you know how it goes. What I have to do, though, is find. Um, I can't remember what it's called in my... It wasn't in my, my iPod directory, and I'm trying to find it. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, it was like a compilation of a bunch of different uh, artists. That It was uh, One Way, the Songs of Larry Norman, I do think you, was the... Do you remember when in the 70s they came out with like a living Bible that had um, One Way on the front? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is a little trivia, that that in the beginnings of um, Jesus' kind of people, Jesus' followers, they didn't call them Christians at first. They called them followers of the way. Because Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through him. So they were called followers of the way. That's cool. Yeah, but Christians didn't come till later when they were mocking people, saying they were little Christs. That's what Christians came from. Cool. Yeah, that's your trivia fact for today. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why I said all that, but you said the compilation, compilation disc was called The Way. I'm looking for it. I'm not finding it. Well, you might have to play it another time. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> you could always pause this. I could. <laughs> oh, we're so funny. We we do this like a live show, but you can do it like a, you know, pause and start. Yeah, again. but where would it be? <laughs> well, while Rick looks for that, I'll just <laughs> say this has been a Moira Multimedia LLC recording. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. Did I do good with that? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Oh, you're in trouble now, mister. Wow, this was a really weird podcast. You, I hope, I hope people you, listen to us again. Don't you hang on every word I say because I'm your beloved bride. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Here's the song. You'll enjoy Goodbye. it. Oh, you found Good it. Night. Goodbye. Good night. Drown your sorrows till you can't stand up Put the bottle back on the shelf Yellow-fingered from your cigarette Your hands are shaking while your body sweats You work all night, you sleep all day Take your money and throw it all away 
There you go, holy soldier, and uh, why don't you look into Jesus? Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.